Welcome to Fangs for the Memories, the show that wonders, can you really perform a curse on a vampire from a hospital bed? Will they let you do that? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> We're going to find out. Um, hi, my name is Leslie. I use they or she pronouns, and I am in the hell mouth of Boston, Massachusetts. And as always, once again, my co-host Kate is here with me. Hi. <laughs> once once again. Once with more feeling. with feeling. Once yeah. more with feeling. <laughs> I am your co-host Kate. <laughs> um, my pronouns are she or they. And I am in the beautiful, beautiful like spring wonderland hellmouth of Philadelphia. <laughs> Wonderful. It's hard to be sad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm working like, on it, but it's hard. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm so much of like a a an autumn baby. Like I love mm. the, that autumn shit and doing all the autumny stuff, but spring spring is fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's okay. As much of as much as I am a goth like for life. <laughs> I do the sun is good for you. Sometimes. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe not like full on sunlight, but just being outside, I think, is good. Yeah. I feel like I was raised by like New Englanders who believe that everything is cured by like going outside and taking right. a walk, mm-hmm. which I think is a very that like secret yeah. garden. Whoever wrote the secret garden, that was like their <laughs> that was their shit. They thought like I mean, the whole story is that the kid like is in a wheelchair but then he goes out in the sun yes. into the garden and he's like magically he can walk again which was <laughs> such like, a thing yeah, yeah that was such I'm a like, thing at that era like yeah. they would send people to to like, like the Br- beach and stuff yeah British people went to like Portugal all the time yeah just, they love that shit it's, yeah it's nice and like what can what what can't cure you mm-hmm. in the beautiful beautiful um, country of Portugal absolutely <laughs> for sure <laughs> i love that we just immediately dive into a tangent like yep. we can't not do it <laughs> no and uh, why shouldn't we <laughs> right damn it this is our show yeah, <laughs> if you're exactly. if you're listening and you're still with us like god bless you <laughs> <laughs> um do we want to want to do some vibes let's do yeah let's do some vibe check do um, you want to start yeah, so I had COVID for two weeks, and I felt like dog shit. Oh, mm-hmm. um, it sucked so bad, and I feel <laughs> like I'm feeling better. Like that's good. Yeah last last night I like had a a nice quiet night. I like drank some tea and went to bed early. And this morning I woke up and I was like, I have so much fucking crazy energy, like good oh, crazy wow. energy. Yeah, it was great. And I've been like the best mood. I've been listening to like fully Kate, like nerdy film podcasts all day. <laughs> nice. Um, do you like that podcast? You must remember this or have you ever heard it? Uh, I've heard about it. I don't think I've heard an episode, it's, though. It's good. And, like, the new season is, like, so me. It's, like, about... <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the um, like the rating system in Hollywood changes in, like, the set late 70s. Yeah, okay. And so in the 80s, like, sex in the movies becomes, like, a huge thing again. Like, erotic thrillers particularly. Right. So it's all about that. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, doing it. <laughs> 12 episodes about erotic thrillers Hell in the 80s. Yeah. I'm Fuck in my element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like oh, in a good rules. mood. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Check them How about out. you? Uh, I'm doing okay. My So my mom is coming up to visit me for Woo-hoo. my birthday. My birthday is next week. Um, Yay. Happy almost birthday. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to forget it <laughs> no, no i'm just like i'm past all like the cool birthdays yeah like i guess Wait, like, are you a gemini no i'm a taurus oh no a taurus. a taurus baby. i was yeah. thinking okay yeah yeah and i'm like i, I like I, I i think i think zodiac since that all that stuff is mostly bullshit but yeah. i am a te- textbook taurus like everything they say about tor taurians <laughs> that we like we like to be lazy and comfortable and like we don't stubborn. really like to stubborn as fuck like don't like to make a but at the same time we like don't like to ruffle too many feathers and i'm just like that's oh my god that's me in a nutshell absolutely yeah so <laughs> um but yeah but i've been in like a whirlwind of trying to get my apartment clean for my <laughs> for my mom because it's like i mean not like we're hoarders but like you know <sighs> stuff you know the the cruft on the on the stove doesn't get wiped away quite as often as I would like, yeah. but you know, stuff happens. Is your, is your mom like my mom where she comes to your house and cleans? No, I mean, kind of occasionally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mostly we just like help herself. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I'm sure she would if she like was up here more often, but it's such a, jog to get up here from florida um yeah. and especially like during uh, a pandemic <laughs> like oh yeah it's kind of crazy so but yeah no we're just like we have a lot of stuff planned we're gonna go to like we're gonna go have tea at the library like oh my we're God. gonna do some yeah we're gonna do some like mad hatter shit i'm like i'm I super love excited it. for it yeah. are you gonna go to the <laughs> isabella gardner museum yeah that, i'm gonna that take seems it to, like a tea adjacent yeah event. and it's such a mom place too like yes. i feel like Moms love that shit. Oh my god, mom! My mom loves the Elizabeth Elizabelda Gardner Museum with all of her heart. Yeah, it's yeah. uh it's a cool. I mean, it's a cool museum. But yeah, we're gonna yeah. go, and then we're gonna go to Salem because my mom loves all that witchy shit too. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited. So I got a lot of stuff planned Sweet. to keep her entertained, and then maybe that will distract her from the fact that my apartment is disgusting. So. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, my mom is like a mom that follows me around with a vacuum, and it's like, like any crumb that hits the floor, mm, she has to have it. Like, yeah, there's a conversation mm. about it first about how I'm like the messiest person on earth, and right. she's like, "How did I get first to pig pen?" And then she's got like the vacuum out. That's great. Aww. Uh, moms i know they just they do be like that (laughs) oh can you guys both wear gloves to tea (laughs) oh my god yeah they said like they said like fancy casual and i'm like those words are the diametric opposite of each other yeah what does that mean (laughs) i don't know i guess like no sneakers or something i don't know maybe you should wear like shorts but fascinators (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just like sh- super confused. Yeah. Wear shorts, but also wear like socks with sock garters. Oh, yes. <laughs> powerful, and, powerful. And look. spats. <laughs> yeah, and spats too. Uh huh. 
And like, <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what I think fancy casual is? It's those what? tuxedo t-shirts where it's like just a t-shirt, but it's got a, a, a screen print of a tuxedo on it. Oh my God. Yes. Those are <laughs> the best. Those perfect. Yeah. All right, Wait, so. can I do one quick tangent? Yes, of course. <laughs> about tuxedos. <laughs> so... My friend and I went on this like weird deep dive one night, like watching videos about um, the resort hedonism, which is like this really goofy, like I it's somewhere in the tropics, but like mm-hmm. it's like a like a swingers oh, resort, like sandals, but with swingers. but with swinging, yeah, Got and it. it's okay. like generally pretty cringe and like goofy <laughs> like it's it's like wife swapping not like fun oh, it's not okay. like kinky like interesting you know it's more like goofy put like, your keys in this bowl yeah yeah <laughs> so i watched i don't know how i got into this but i ended up watching a video of this couple that got married at hedonism and he is wearing one of those like tuxedo um like banana hammock thong underwear (laughs) (laughs) and she has on a string a string bikini but it's white oh my god (laughs) it was incredible he definitely also had a mullet (laughs) i feel like that really competes the picture for you yeah yeah you've yeah you've painted a word picture for me oh my goodness well i mean you know you know it it takes all kinds it does (laughs) there's a lid for every pot (laughs) (laughs) right i'm not here to yuck any yums no you know there is a a a guy wearing a tuxedo banana hammock somewhere out there for me yeah (laughs) yep one of these days one of these days i'll find my my soul you'll find your hammock <laughs> oh god they look so uncomfortable and weird like they do the strangest like, hug yeah. junk hugging <laughs> <laughs> yes i i fully agree yeah oh man <sighs> well these episodes were very good <laughs> they were yeah we're this is a season finale baby season finale and a two-parter and like I have to say right up front, um, David Boreanaz is putting on a mm-hmm. master class. He is giving it. He really is. He's just so, yeah, he's incredible. The The different f- facets of Angel that we get to see in these like bunch of flashbacks that that kind of prop up the action of the of the two episodes so. yeah yeah he does a great job yeah and like his um his eye squinting work mm-hmm. is great mm-hmm. he does a lot of yeah he does yes yeah, there's a lot of crying once again too. yeah he you know i i appreciate anybody that can cry on command mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think that's like a a hugely um underrated like a- act for an actor to do yeah like people think oh you know it's whatever but it's like it's really hard it's super hard to cry on command like you know you have to like 
either just innately know how to do it or you have to like think of really really sad shit and that's like never <laughs> never fun or cool yeah i actually <laughs> did notice that joyce could not cry yeah i noticed that too buffy yeah buffy could do it yeah you know willow can do it angel can do it joyce, christine no nope. yeah. christine they Sutherland, gotta, you know they should have uh hit her with the eye drops yeah but... yeah oh well a little oh well um, so, well, I'll read a little uh, synopsis. Yeah, let's synopsisize. Coming part one. Uh, but Buffy, Buffy, starting out with a bang. Buffy determines <laughs> the time has come to destroy Angel and must ascertain if she is ready to sacrifice all she knows to be true to do so. But her decision is further entangled when Willow uncovers the secret that may restore Buffy's former beloved. Elsewhere, Angel chooses to unearth an evil demon that could swallow the earth and all of the beings rather than return to the arms of his former lover. <laughs> lover. And they say that so often. I love how every time they encounter each other in these two episodes, they're like, hello, lover. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, so, it's so funny because it's meant to be like a, you know, like a jab almost or like an insult. And it's like, it's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's like they're, it's like Angel's embarrassed, kind of, and he knows it, like, turns the knife in Buffy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I like this episode, like, starts out, it's narrated by someone, and you don't know who it is. Right. Yeah, it, it has a vaguely, like, New York-y accent, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I immediately thought of, um, well, I immediately thought of the guy from, who's the main dude in... The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I forget, I forget that guy's real name, but he sounds yeah. like he sounds like that. That like smarmy like New York voice. Yeah. And it was like I I was racking my brain. I was like, who is this? Like I know it's not Angel. I know it's not anybody. It kind of sounded like Oz, but I was like, that makes no sense. Like why yeah. would he? You know. <laughs> and it's kind so. of like he's doing like a parable sort of thing where he's like talking about like yeah. Um, you know, just sort of, like, what happens, and then, like, you know, suddenly, and, like, we're in the 1800s, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, we, yeah, we quickly realize, like, this is a flashback to when Angel, it's a flashback to when Angel became a vampire, mm. and we when get to see... But a uh, drunkard with a yeah. really bad Irish accent. <laughs> really? Yeah, his Irish accent is so bad. <laughs> it's like, it's just so funny. And his like yeah. wig is so obviously like, it's <laughs> like stupid ponytail. Oh my, oh my God. God. Incredible. But we do get to see again the incomparable Julie Benz, who yes. was uh, Darla, who ended um, up- I- Oh, yeah, I liked that, like, um, like, you know, he sees Darla, and it kind of mimics, like, the first scene of the first season, where you think that, like, she's the one who's going to be in trouble. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. That, like, uh, you know, sort of drunken, like, poor, you know, like, bad-behaving man comes mm-hmm. out of a bar and sees this, like, lady and he's like oh what's going on here and then you right. you know realize we all we see you know realize oh it's darla um and then 
she you know they have this whole conversation about how he like has always wanted to see the world he's never been anywhere and she says she could take him to all sorts of amazing places mm-hmm. and then and she then turns comes, him into yeah. a vamp <laughs> Um, yeah and they and it's cool because they've never really explained because there are there's no like one canonical like method for yes being turned into a vampire as opposed to just like being killed by one mm-hmm. um so their thing which is kind of mostly the m- m- like the most mainstream accepted version is that they bite you first and then they make you drink their blood yeah so that you have like a cyclical thing going in your body. Yeah, it's like the Lestat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Version. The yeah. Lestat method. Yeah, the, yeah, the Lestat. <laughs> yeah, procedure. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I yeah, like I that. It was cool. Yeah, and I love that she like, you know, because it's like she's his sire, mm-hmm. um, and that she like cuts her like heaving bosom right (laughs) and then he like and then presses his face to her which is like sort of motherly and sort of sexy yeah i i did yeah that that you're right that is like a cool sort of almost like dichotomy yeah because it's like version of it you know yeah like she created him so she is his mother but then she's also like his lover for Mm -hmm. like a hundred years or whatever you know right yeah so I guess like yeah the sort of what happens throughout like this episode and then the next one is it's like it keeps cutting to the present and then it like cuts back to the mm-hmm. past um which is like a good way of telling the story I think like without it being like too expositiony Yeah I mean um we it, it was nice like it's just sort of flavoring you know because like we we have a understanding of angel's backstory like they've talked about it extensively and like you know they've brought up the the whole like roma people and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and and so we got it but it was interesting to see the actual events that led to what he you know where he is now and i think it's cool that one of the um one of the scenes is he goes and sees Buffy for the first time. Yes. Like, so he knows, he's known about her even before she came to Sunnydale. That was really interesting, but also kind of gross. Yeah. Because she is such a child. Yeah, she's like 14 or 15 in that. Yeah. And she's like a bitchy, like popular girl, you know, type child. And it's like, okay, so Angel knew about Buffy and he saw her when she was like 14. So, yeah. and then he, he like, started dating her when she was 16. Yeah, and he's like 240. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, like I don't okay. I don't like that. Um, that was the first time I had had that like reading that it was like kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean we we've, you know, we've brought it up before like the age gap discourse or whatever, but yeah, seeing it in person it was just like, oh god, cuz she's like sucking on a lollipop and like yeah. doing a lot of this like gross Lolita stuff, which like I don't know why they needed to like reinforce. Like the lollipop was like extra Lolita gross. and it yeah. was just like, eh, 
I don't know if you understood the point of Lolita, <laughs> uh, Mr. Whedon. Well, I mean, knowing <laughs> knowing what kind of person Joss Whedon is, I think I think he did understand. Yeah, I think maybe he understood, he and he was like into it. But... He was like, the teen girls think this is so hot. Yeah, they exactly. love they Nabokov. Love <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I yeah, also. I was... Oh yeah. Oh no. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, I was like, it's interesting, like, watching, (laughs) I just hit my mic, Um, (laughs) like, you know, Angel is, like, watching Buffy, and he, like, watches her, like, it kind of goes through the whole thing, like, you know, the original, her original watcher comes up and tells her she's the Slayer, and she's like, what? Um, Then what, he watches her, like, as she learns how to slay vampires, he watches her mom and dad fighting. Yeah, it was just as much a a Buffy origin story scene as it was mm-hmm. for Angel. Yeah. Um, and he like decides, you know, to oh, so I guess we should say the the narrator of this um first episode and then he like kind of comes in at the end of this episode and then the next one is this demon named Whistler. Which like <laughs> why? I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't know. He doesn't whistle. He doesn't whistle. He's just, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's just a weird little, like, small little man. Yeah, (laughs) and and like, um, I I guess like the whole point was that like he he brought. He wants Angel to come to L.A. slash Sunnydale eventually to, Mm -hmm. like, help Buffy for a very specific reason that, like, becomes more clear later. Um, But, like, I do think it's interesting that they, like, introduce the idea that, like, not all demons are bad. Yeah, he's just kind of like a little... I don't know. He's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he's very like morally ambiguous. You can't really tell whose side he's on. Yeah. And he like speaks in kind of like annoying sort of like Yoda, like Zen kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of bullshit <laughs> where it's like, uh-huh. we're, you were born alone and we die alone, Buffy. You know, like that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that shit. Um, which is not, yeah, it's sort of annoying, but, um, I mean, I do like that Buffy calls him on it and she's like, listen, like, you're I'm just tired like of, yeah. another immortal idiot who's like telling me what to do. Yeah. Like I am tired of that shit. Um, so yeah, so Whistler's played by a man named Max Perlich, who has been in like a thousand things. He was in... A couple episodes of Gilmore Girls. He's been in, oh my God, Justified. He's been in. in, Yeah, one episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah. (laughs) He was in, um, (laughs) he was apparently in Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I vaguely remember watching on TV like a thousand years ago. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. Um, So how how old was Max Perlich in this episode? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say he was 32. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was... <laughs> no, you're close. He was born in... Oh, my God. 1968. So he was 30. Oh, okay. So close. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's like one of those guys who looks like he's old when he's 
25 and looks exactly yeah. the same age when he's 50. I like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? he's one of those. Yeah, I always say like dudes in their 30s are either 19 or 47. Yeah, and like some of them stay that way <laughs> yeah, for, for an incredibly long, long yeah. period of time. Yeah, <laughs> my my favorite thing about his IMDb page is that there's a section that says, "Did you know?" and then there's a trivia section and it says, "Loves jazz." <laughs> Nice. I mean, yes, okay. I did know. Just from looking at his hat, I knew that he that liked jazz. A big, stupid hat, yeah. Yeah. Just, um, did, did you that's know? Funny. He loves jazz. Yeah. <laughs> like they were like, oh, we got to figure out some sort of fun fact about yeah. this idiot. Everybody on IMDb will definitely want to know about this. Yeah. This man. I'm like Googling. <laughs> Which character actors really love jazz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Whistler from Buffy. Cool. Oh, hey. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so funny. I would like to talk about the Sunnydale Museum because <laughs> once again, how big is this town it's... that has a museum and a club district? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, they they went to a they went to a museum in a in an episode before, right? That's where they met the mummy. Oh, right. Which is like a pretty big That was a pretty big sized museum. Yeah, that looked pretty decent. I just think it's funny that like the museum curator or whatever like mm-hmm. a dug up this gigantic fucking tomb and then decided <laughs> like hey a good place to put this to like preserve it and like you know make sure there's like it, you know the um the integrity is, you know is stable let's put it in my fucking office yeah <laughs> like, and he had just... like the demeanor of like an old reporter yeah <laughs> and not like a museum director like he was no. kind of like Hey, Giles, hey, uh, I don't know what this my, is. Yeah, check out my obelisk, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we dug this fuck? cube up. <laughs> and then Giles is like, have you tried to open it? And he's like, oh, I thought it was solid. <laughs> yeah, You're like, what? Like, I, are you a director of a museum, yeah. I think? They have like three or like... um. Uh, what do they call that? Like x-ray scanners that you can scan like big shit like that and see if there's anything inside. Like, Yeah. I don't know. It's just and so And he funny. never thought to do that? Like, also, if it was solid, it would weigh like 10 times the yes, amount, right? Yes, there's no way they could like get it anywhere, much less into a tall little office or a, a tiny little office space. Like, Yeah. I do like that it was um, only unearthed, and Angel mentions this, that like, um, it was put in the ground deep where like nobody wanted to find it ever it, until they wanted to build low income housing. <laughs> and I was like, way to go, Angel, with the class consciousness. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, he's always been a, a working. That's know, true. A working, a working class boy. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, funny. Yeah, I just thought it was amazing. And they have, you know, and there's someone working next to the curator who's like, you know, um, like doing the the typical like sort of uh, Indiana yeah, Jones excavation dusting, yeah. <laughs> and it's like what what the hell? I I guess they like didn't have enough money to rent a place or like go out into the you know into the desert in California or whatever and like put it there, but like it just made no sense. And then they let Giles just like 
chip pieces off of it into a little baggie. <laughs> yeah. And Giles was like, um, oh yeah. So like the <laughs> the museum guy is like, oh, we heard we found out the best authority on obscure relics is right here in Sunnydale. Yeah. How do you run a museum for that long and not know that Rupert Giles is like your go-to guy? Yeah, that he has a humongous collection of like ancient Ancient texts and yeah history artifacts and things like that he has a whole he's got a whole cage full of the bad books it's true (laughs) human skin cover i just imagine that it's all human skin (laughs) all of them yeah (laughs) all of them are bound in bound in flesh Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah and then like so the i guess the reveal is that um the Inside the cube is um my cubes is uh a kathla, a demon. <laughs> and I love the I love the different iterations that Buffy calls him. Oh yeah. Alpha. Like, yeah. You know what's so funny? I was I was half listening to that part. I was like trying to do something else and I, I listened I got to that part because I hadn't like I guess I wasn't paying attention to when they actually like talked about the demon. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wait, did she say the demon alfalfa? Is that his real fucking name? <laughs> like Yeah, because like corrected that would be her a... and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, because that would be something Joss Whedon would be like alfalfa yeah i guess that sounds kind of like a cathla yeah but so a cathla is a is a demon that was brought forth to swallow the world but he was killed by a virtuous knight who (laughs) who pierced his heart with a special sword um just as he was about to take a breath and turned him to stone and then they put him in this cube and then they put him in the ground. And buried him forever, yeah. Uh, forever until the 1990s when people were developed, w- were heavily more. developing Sunnydale, California. Yeah, um, yeah Sunnydale yeah. needed, yeah, a high rise. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the the threat in in this season was not. I mean, it's not like the master, you know. Who yeah, we've, who we. In season one, like we were there with him the entire time, you know. Right, right. Um, it was just sort of like a another monster of the week, but like for the finale, and I was just, I was just kind of disappointed. Yeah, I mean, the real, I guess the real villain or whatever is Angel. Yes, throughout the whole thing. So, Angel. Yeah, I think it's like, um, this is just his like plot. To, yeah, like, it's a, mag- a MacGuffin for Angel to yeah, utilize, like Angel's Angel is kind of always trying to, like like um the brain. <laughs> Angel is constantly trying to destroy the world. <laughs> um, yeah, same thing we do every night. Yeah, basically, like I feel like that is Angel's like thing. Is he just like he wants like full on hell on Earth? Yeah. You know, and like part of me wonders if like he feels the need to like prove himself extra because he had this little blip where of he humanity. was, yeah, where he was like kind of a a puppy, yeah, to Buffy, and like he kind of feels. Emba- I feel I get the sense that he like feels embarrassed about it, and he has to like 
kind of go go hard all the time yeah almost like yeah to like wash the taste out of his mouth you yeah know? the stank of buffy <laughs> yeah the stank of like being the stank loved. of soul mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah because he's always like sort of on a mission where like you learn in in the next part that like a lot of vamps are not on that mission like yeah. they're just kind of like i don't give a fuck i just want to eat people yeah like i don't have a big plan yeah yeah and that's um i think we could talk about both of these yeah sure let's talk about both so yeah so that's yeah so that's the motivation for spike spike does not want to bring the entire world into hell via this weird demon stone person um he just wants to chill out what does he say we've got um we have uh Manchester United. Manchester United, which boo. <laughs> like, uh, terrible some, team to root for. Some other thing that he's he likes. I yeah, forget. like was, drive-ins or something. Yeah, and then he's remember. like, and people, and like, you guys are walking Happy Meals. <laughs> and <laughs> That's like, my favorite part. Yeah, uh, and like, Spike, I think, is just kind of like chilling. He's having a great time. Yeah, um, and he, aside from having his girlfriend stolen right, right. from under his nose. So like... he wants Drew back. He mm. wants Drew back, and he wants just to be able to eat people. Yeah, and, like, and have chill Angel with chill the fuck lady. out. Yeah. Yeah, so he ends up, um, you know, double-crossing Angel, mostly just because he, like, he doesn't, it's not like he cares about Buffy or anybody else yet. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yet. But he's like, you know, like, I don't need to, like, bring forth hell on Earth. I like Earth, Um, which I I really appreciate. Like, I enjoy that about Spike's vampire. uh, Yeah, he yeah. And he's always been like that, too. He's always been kind of immersed in, like, human culture and kind of fascinated by it. Yeah. Like in, you know into the groove of it like he talks about being at woodstock or whatever right he he mentions like all these pop culture things like yoda and and stuff like yeah he he, listens to the sex pistol yeah exactly like he you know he's he's just as much into our culture as as a vampire could be you know yeah i like yeah he yeah i i dig that you know i i thought like in the beginning i thought he like kind of sucked because he was just like I, I I don't know. He just was a little too footloose and fancy free. But now it's like I appreciate that a lot more than somebody who's like trying to use an old dusty tomb to like bring about the end of the world. Like Yeah. No, actually no that's a good point cuz you know it's like when Angel and Buffy were together, Angel had no sense of like any of Buffy's like pop culture references or just like her like way of dating or anything like that and i feel like spike gets that stuff yeah because he's yeah because he's been you know immersed in it a little bit more yeah whereas angel because he had his humanity for so long kind of like isolated himself from all of that so he never would have learned he never would have learned how cool smoking is (laughs) (laughs) or the sex pistols or whatever (laughs) exactly yeah because spike was like hanging out in new york in the 70s and like having a great time after he you know, it's like 
Yeah. You know, he he went to Woodstock. I bet he went to Altamont. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Who, know, who knows whether he was with the Hells Angels or not. But then the <laughs> 60s ended and you got to go to New York and like. Got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to and I, I feel like we should talk about Joyce. But like one of my oh, yeah. favorite scenes in like both of these episodes is. Spike sitting in the living room with Joyce. Yes. And um and they're like trying not to look at each other. Yeah. And, like, and they're so awkward. Where, yeah. There's a scene where like they are dead silent and like not looking at each other and it it lasts for like just long enough for it to be like it's like awkward 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 fucking hysterical. Yes. Like, <laughs> And then it's like awkward again. And then Joyce goes, have we met? (laughs) And Spike's like, oh, you hit me with an axe one time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When um, at the parent teacher night, when they when they stormed the school, she beat the shit out of him. Exactly. (laughs) And like Joyce, Joyce's role in this um, in these two episodes, like she's not in the first one very much, but like. Right. It's a tough. It was tough to like watch her. Yeah. So this. Yeah. This is when Buffy just like finally confesses because. Yeah. Uh, I guess a, a vampire jumps to. out of their. <laughs> yeah, a vampire jumps out of their uh, bushes <laughs> in front of their house, and um, and she smokes it right in front of her in front of her mom, and she's just like stunned. She's like has no idea what what to do and like Buffy before like a few seconds before was just like feeding her another lie like she has always done right and like now that Joyce has witnessed this like she can't hide herself anymore so yeah and I thought it was interesting like um you know like the police are involved in the second episode and like Mm -hmm. because you know all this crazy stuff happens in the library and Kendra gets killed and um the police show up and like you know eventually they question Joyce and like Joyce's first instinct is once she finds out that Buffy is a vampire slayer is to like call the police which is such mm-hmm. a like um it's like white lib mom mm, yeah, kind um. of like instinct <laughs> is like the police will fix it yeah yeah and she Buffy's says something like, like no <laughs> yeah oh yeah so I don't guess we I guess we haven't really touched on it but Kendra comes back to help out and then she gets murdered by Drusilla um she Mm -hmm. gets her like throat cut by her like her fucking great ass manicure Uh, that we kept talking about um but yeah so they think Buffy is responsible for Kendra's murder so yeah so for Joyce to be like oh well if we just tell them that you're the vampire slayer right. they'll, th- they'll think you're innocent and you'll everything will work itself out and it's like what planet are you on joyce yeah like the police like, cannot kill i mean they can't help with vampire killing absolutely they, not they thought buffy was the murderer which is insane like they have not been helpful in any way yeah like ever in sunnydale clearly like they haven't done anything Mm-mm. um you know, just like all cops everywhere, a cab. But <laughs> um, so you know, like I, it just struck me as really funny that she, like, that was like her first instinct. That was like, we gotta call the cops. Like, we can explain this whole thing. They'll understand that you're 
you know, innocent. And she's like, mom, you lunatic. Like, yeah, <laughs> where is, where is your mind? Like, you know, her mom has figured out a way to like. Yeah. And we've touched on this before. Yeah. Like Joyce, Joyce uh, is obviously like compartmentalizing and like, you know, actively ignoring signs that something is wrong. Yes. And like Buffy finally calls her out on it. She's like, you know, how many times have you washed blood out of my clothes? Like you didn't even think to like question like what has been happening this whole time. Like, you know, it's there it's just it's much bigger than, oh, I just get into fights sometimes. Like Yeah. And she's like, I would love to you know, because Joyce is like, Oh, well, you know, just don't go. Like, just don't yeah, do just it. Stop being just the slayer, stop being the vampire slayer. And Buffy's like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Like, I am. I was chosen to do this. I would love to not do it. I would love to be like thinking about boys and going to the prom, but I have to save the world literally for like the like fiftieth time yeah. in in two seasons. You know, like yeah. <laughs> and her mom is just like. No, don't do it. I'm your mom and I'm telling you not to. And it's like, yeah, and they actually no. <laughs> do have a little, they do have a little like confrontation and Buffy like shoves her into the um, like kitchen island. And I like, I got a little like, I was li- a little taken aback by that. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like, I mean, I can't, I don't know. You know, I, I, I wonder what I, I was thinking like, what would I do if I was put in that situation? Like, how would I react? You know? Yeah. And like, yeah, I can't, I, I mean, I can't imagine doing something like that, but I mean, I also can't imagine being the Slayer. So, like. <laughs> well, and then the other thing that I thought was like a little weird that I feel like, you know, kind of goes along with Joyce as like white, white lib mom who's like sort of a little out of it is like, mm-hmm. uh, Buffy was like, pour yourself another drink, mom. Yeah. I thought that was weird too. Cause they've never made that. No. They've never made that a thing, like, that Joyce maybe has a drinking problem or, like, you know, uses that as a coping mechanism. Right. And, like, I I could see that that would be one of her coping mechanisms. And it is, like, Joyce is, like, kind of a quintessential wine mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But, but like, yeah. they've never talked about it before. Yeah. I feel He's like never that been, needed like, to be... never been, like, drunk, you know? Yeah. I feel like that needed to be set up a little more... To kind yeah. of have a, a a bigger hit of an impact, you know? Yeah, because it hit sort of more like, hmm. All yeah, right. it's like, damn, Buffy, why would you say that? Yeah, and like, <laughs> I get, you know, like, her mom is being... It's like, I can see both sides. Like, I, I, yeah. I feel like I've talked about this before, but like, because I've watched Buffy for, like, over and over again for so many <laughs> years, my, like, um, I guess, like perspective changes a lot and you'd think because yeah. i'm older i would identify more with joyce but i maybe because i'm a childless adult i still kind of identify with buffy but like um like i've changed sometimes where i've been more sympathetic to joyce mm-hmm. um but it is hard to like watch joyce be so sort of like purposefully clueless yeah um and like just try and pretend like she watched Buffy kill her, like, fiancé. Yeah. <laughs> and then they found out he was a robot. And, like, 
That's not the only time something weird has happened. It's like the fifth time yeah. something weird has happened. It's like, why don't you get it by now? Yeah. And it it does drive me a little crazy that Joyce is still kind of like, everything's fine. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, Joyce. And you know it. You know not everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. This um, Yeah. This finale was tough on her. Uh, and it was tough to like watch her react because I was just like I can't, I can't imagine like what she's thinking or how she's feeling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because I've never, yeah, I've never been in that, in that perspective of like what a mom would, how a mom would react. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure she's just trying to be like really protective of her daughter, but also it's like, um, you moved to the to a hell mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) well what would you like to happen like everyone else has learned how to like a lot of people have learned how to adapt like all of buffy's friends have learned how to adapt yeah and have like grown well not xander but the rest have grown as people (laughs) because of it you know yeah i mean even xander like okay so xander was a piece of shit in becoming part one Mm -hmm. but i felt like he got a little bit better in part two um how like what do you think about so there's like an argument you know that basically like um willow finds the the disc that uh miss calendar was working on to restore angel's soul it has the curse that is translated from like ancient latin or whatever right um so yeah give him his soul back yeah so she finds it and she and buffy are thinking okay well maybe we could restore his soul and we don't have to kill angel and um you know xander is like angel needs to die he's a piece of shit and like he says something really mean which is that um Mm -hmm. she wants to forget about miss calendar's murder to get her boyfriend back yeah Um, that was really and i loved how everybody in the room just like gave him like the stinkiest stank eye yeah except cordelia was like on his side kind of but like yeah yeah what do do you think like do you think that it's it was like a worthwhile like effort um you know it's it's tough because xander you know i mean if Xander had more of a relationship with Miss Calendar, I feel like that would have been a, a little bit more. Or like if Giles had said that, yeah, I feel like that would have made a little bit more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I really like think that Xander just is still in love with Buffy and wanted to like have Angel finally out of the picture, even yeah. though he's with Cordelia and they seem to have not like a great relationship but <laughs> and also to be, like, maybe loves okay. willow yeah you're like yeah, okay yeah he like, like cannot make up his mind he just wants a little harem yeah <laughs> um <laughs> gross gross um, gross terrible but at the same time like i i un- obviously i understand where buffy's coming from because it's like but but even then, like, she has spent all this time, like, mentally preparing herself to kill him because, like, yeah. she knows that she is going to have to eventually. And then for all of that to just be thrown out the window with, like, the the vague promise that this re- restoration curse might work. So right. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I don't know what I would have decided if I 
had to make that choice. <laughs> Same. I mean, it's kind of one of those like impossible decisions, you know. That's yeah. Like, it's like um, yeah. You know, so, and I, like Sophie's choice, but it's Buffy's choice. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing. And in the in the end. I mean, in the end, it's like both happens, and yeah, it's the oh worst, God. the worst choice. You know, it's, it's the worst choice, and also like that whole scene with the CGI was complete dog shit. Like, <laughs> Where it's like so ugly to look at. Yeah. So, yeah. So the curse works. Willow, it, Willow's in the hospital. She got hit on the head or something, and she was in a coma for a couple days. She got oh a, a, one of the stacks fell on her. Yeah, one of the book stacks fell on her, and she like passed out for like a week. Um, like so, Oz comes in the room just as Willow is waking uh. up, and he says to her like, "Hey, baby," and I was just like, I got, I got like emotional. Like, yeah, he's hearing such Oz, a he's sweetie. so so nice like he was so tender in that moment and i was just like oh yeah. my god i can't i can't deal with it um, he like kisses her forehead and yeah, like they're his, so his tender black painted nails kind of <laughs> rub against yeah. rub against her forehead oh, so beautiful yeah oh so sweet i love them i know little cinnamon buns so i guess we could get like you know to the the sort of the final yeah so the climax of the of the show is yeah willow uh attempts to do the restoration curse in the hospital which i thought was hysterical it is (laughs) yeah no and like no one comes around (laughs) yeah no doctor is like um well she's like like speaking in latin yeah (laughs) yeah like I need to take your blood pressure. Okay, I'm just gonna come back later. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, is um, that an orb of Thessala? It's like, oh, <laughs> is that what they mean by nurse practitioner? Yes, They're that like is a, a, a witch nurse practi- practitioner. I, wi- I wish that I would. <laughs> I think that that would be the job for me. Beautiful, um, but yeah, it works. And and Angel, they're like, uh, he he um what does he do he activates the dumb statue thing (laughs) (laughs) with his blood with his blood yeah and then immediately is restored and he comes to and he's like all tender again and Mm -hmm. and soft-spoken and crying and like he doesn't know what's going on and And they play the buffy with the the buffy willow the buffy angel yeah, I like the Buffy Willow that's theme my, song. Yeah, it's my fan fiction. Yeah, um, um. the Buffy <laughs> Angel theme. Yeah, which is like da 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 da. Okay, I wouldn't okay. do that too long. We're gonna get dinged. Okay. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Copyright stricken. There goes that was show. quick. That was quick. Also, yeah, nobody, nobody. Also, it was a dramatic reinterpretation. Yeah, we're yeah we're um we're using it as you know um not satire. What is it? Um, performance art. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so critique. Yeah, we're critiquing. Yeah, using it for critique, critique purposes. It's, fine. it's um, a good song. Oh, uh, so good. It really tears <laughs> at the strings of the mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and like. I mean, like you said at the beginning, like, David Boreanaz, like, kicking some ass. He really, like, yeah. Selling the shit out of this. He really is. Absolutely. 100%. He, like, his whole demeanor changes so 
much like like his shoulders i was about to say yeah he the way that he carries his whole body completely Uh changes yep and like um in a couple of episodes ago when i got real smart and read that article or that (laughs) essay about um angel and like his attire like Mm -hmm. it's true like he's like peeled off all these layers and he's back to like having a shirt that's kind of like half unbuttoned right um, <laughs> you know and then like buffy like penetrates him at the end and um yeah just as the yeah the demon's mouth starts to open to like a you portal know, to hell yeah and she has to make this the the worst decision in the world which is that she has to kill her boyfriend whose soul has just returned finally been restored yeah and says and they say that they love each other and they kiss and it's so beautiful and then she looks behind him and she's like fuck <laughs> the portal to hell like, just opened i cannot believe this yeah like what fucking timing yeah way to go will yeah really well that's xander's fault also because Uh, he doesn't tell buffy that willow is trying to do the spell so i believe this whole thing on xander yeah that sounds yeah that Um, sounds right (laughs) but like yeah like talk about when in doubt blame it on xander yeah talk about a timing problem in your relationship just the worst yeah you're just like we just can't seem to get this right like you know he he loved me while I was doing this thing and then he lost his soul and then he got it back, but I had to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, a lot of, uh, creative differences. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, yeah, she kills him. He goes into an he extremely goofy CGI <laughs> portal. Such a bad portal. Um, and yeah, and she has to sit there and, and like process what what yeah. happened so and like joyce has and- <laughs> kicked her out yeah i can't like the way that she said you know if you walk out that door do not come back i was like i like i okay i was never a bad kid but i definitely like did some shit to piss my mom off yeah and like but never would my mom even think about saying something like that to me you yeah, know? that's like an intense thing yeah, to say to your child. Yeah, that's some like yeah, that's some like family therapy shit. <laughs> like yeah, um, they're gonna have to process that later. For uh, sure. But Buffy doesn't. She doesn't come back. Well, she comes back to like get some clothes and stuff and leave a note for her mom. But then she completely hits town. So yeah, and then like yeah, basically like season three setup is that like spike and drew are out oh yeah oh so that that was cool the them leaving in that <laughs> in that car with, yeah like, he like locks out. her out and then yeah yeah <laughs> and then they're leaving in the car with like the blacked out windows and he's got like um like brown paper over the windshield yep. except for this little teeny tiny strip where he could see where his eyes are yep and the the cool part that I I thought was the best was anytime the light would get in through that little little um window he mm-hmm. would like move his hand real fast like as if he, as if he was being burned and I was like oh that's such a smart 
Like James Mar no, not Marsden, Marsters. James yes. Marsters. That's such a smart like character decision. Yeah. Because like of course, like sunlight hurts vampires. So the fact that he's like trying to drive around and the sunlight's getting into his windshield, like of course it would burn <laughs> him. Like that's such a nice little tiny a tiny detail. Like if you're not paying attention, you would totally miss it. But Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Like there's um that vampire movie near dark by Catherine uh Catherine bigelow when she was good um <laughs> also has like the blacked out window like van thing and okay. i i like love that as like a vampire thing right like them you know i driving around in like this like completely blacked out car <laughs> like, i do wonder I how it. hard it is to to turn on, to make a yeah. turn signal yeah like you your blind spots are everywhere uh-huh. <laughs> the, it's just all all of them are blind spots. all yeah like. yeah like in near dark it's like they're in the desert and so they're on all these like roads where like yeah, no one's so driving but like in sunny like, how does he get out of yeah he's got to get on like the highway and stuff like yeah imagine getting on the freeway with like yeah. a blacked out windows <laughs> Yeah, and you have like a little like yeah, just just where your eyes can see in the front. Like, yeah, it's so funny. Um, yeah, so they're out ski. Uh, Angel in hell. Angels in hell. Buffy leaving. Buffy's Buffy's out. Um, yeah. There's a big sign that says "Now leaving Sunnydale." Yeah, come back soon. And it's like it's so nasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like covered in like dirt and shit, and I'm just like. Y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't polish that up a little bit better. I don't know. Well, it's a hell mouse. I mean, I don't know what they're yeah, gonna do about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't imagine. Yeah, and I don't imagine they have a lot of funding for like maintenance projects. What with cleaning up, you know, vampire detritus. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> in my notes, I was trying to like, um, you know, there's like this Sarah, like very sad Sarah McLaughlin song. Yeah, and I, I would a, like. Was that an actual Sarah McLaughlin song? Yeah, book? yeah. Oh, and I, okay. I would like to tell you how I spelled her name. Oh God! Um, in my notes because I couldn't figure it out and I just gave up. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. and, okay, so it's M A C G L A U P H L I N McLaughlin McLaughlin. <laughs> And I was like, that's fine. I, think- I know how to read my own notes. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, I'm going to try. I think it's I think it's MC. Yeah, you're probably L-A-U-C- right. A U C C G H A N. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to yeah, actually look it up it and see let's if I'm Google right. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I don't think it's Mac Glofflin. <laughs> Mac Glofflin. Oh, no. so okay, so it is M C M C L A C H L A N. Oh, that's is that easy. what I said? Yeah, I think yeah. close. Yeah, I mean that's like way easier than whatever I wrote. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah, I wrote Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> makes us all cry. Yeah, she does. She does all the time. Um, <laughs> McGla- McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, it's that Scottish shit. Yeah. Lock Lach Lachlan. Lach is like lake. Scottish for lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Lachlan or whatever. Sarah McLachlan. 
<laughs> Sarah McLachlan, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be my my like stage name when I do like my Sarah McLachlan cover. Leslie McLachlan. Yeah, actually, that's great. It's so alliterative. Leslie yeah, McLachlan. Like yeah, <laughs> good stuff. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um. So we... yeah, what you what did you think? Uh, was this like a satisfying ending? I think so. I think yeah, this was a very good season finale. I think like mm-hmm. it was really nice to like look back and see. Um, like you said, we had like heard about the angel story but we got to like see it Mm -hmm. which was cool um it was kind of quick the ken (laughs) we got rid of kendra she came she came back and then was um had her she came back in like 10 minutes and then died (laughs) yeah i guess she i guess buffy needed the sword whatever She didn't really though. Like I don't know why anyone yeah, needed that really, sword. Except to have that cool sword fight. Yeah. They fought for like they fought for like ten minutes. You're right. But like it wasn't a sp- yeah, I don't really understand. It it kind of sucked that Kendra was like done away with with um like she was just a plot point. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is kind of annoying. But whatever. Um it does make mm-hmm. way for the next next slayer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. spoilers <laughs> who is one of the best characters i think yeah super super fully multi-dimensional yes um yeah i think it was a great well yeah what do you think did you enjoy i the finale I, yeah i did i liked i liked the buffy spike team up mm-hmm. where you know he my, my favorite part was um oh so buffy Buffy gets pulled over by a cop. Spike beats the shit out of him and, oh my God, that and makes rule. him pass out on the hood of his car. And I was like, that's fucking tight as hell. I wish I could do that in real life. Yeah. Um, and then they have a conversation and and Buffy's like, okay, I'll agree to help you. And Spike is like, cool, just let me kill this guy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Buffy's like, no, Spike, we're going. He's like, no, we got to go now. And he's like, ah, oh, fine. But that like, would be awesome just... yeah. if she was like, okay. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah kill them oh, cops cool. yeah the the um cop hate in uh becoming part two rules yeah good, on all levels stuff. yeah mm-hmm. yeah my favorite shit <laughs> but yeah no i i because i because i know that eventually buffy and spike become a couple it's nice to see this kind of like camaraderie almost mm-hmm. like you know the the beginnings of something going on between yeah. them so just a little um, a little sexual tension over yeah over cop fight over it, yeah over cop fight <laughs> uh, so yeah i can't i cannot wait for season three it's same it's a coming it's a coming it's coming next week <laughs> <laughs> oh cool all right well that's gonna do it for us yeah Yeah. thanks for listening everybody this has been fangs for the memories uh i'm leslie and over here is kate hello (laughs) Um, (laughs) we have a uh we have a twitter account if you want to follow us there it's fangs at fangs podcast um and then our patreon of course where we just uploaded a new episode of fangs after dark where we talked about all of our like wicked cool club 
shit days. Yeah, and, we and talked goblins. About, we talked about goblins and buttons. <laughs> and yeah, snails. we talked about the kinds of things that goblins might might have in their yeah, pockets. Which include, yeah, buttons and snails and yeah. cool rocks. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about that. Yeah. You got to subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fangscast. And that is going to do it for us. We'll see you next time on Fangs for the Memories. See you suckers. See you suckers.